To those of you listening to us on the internet, to the men and women in our armed forces, wherever you may be, to our members and guests here at beautiful Savior Lutheran in Milwaukee, grace be to you and peace. From God our Father, from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, amen. The word of God upon which we base our message on this first Sunday in Advent is the Old Testament reading you heard it read before from Isaiah chapter 2. I recall just these words. Come, let us go up to the mountain of the Lord. In the name of our dear Lord Jesus Christ, who has come in Bethlehem's manger to die for us, who is coming to us today through his holy word, and who will come to judge the living and the dead and to take his children to be with him forever in heaven, my beloved. There's a little piece of real estate halfway around the world which, uh, if you're in a jet plane passing over it, over it uh, from north to south, it would take you about 60 seconds. And if you were to fly over it uh, from east to west, it'd take you about 15 seconds. Within that little small piece of real estate, which has gone by so many different names throughout history, the Holy Land, the Promised Land, Canaan, Palestine, Israel, within that little bitty small piece of real estate, there is an even smaller piece of property on which God forever changed history and his relationship between himself and humankind. Isaiah, in the words before us this morning, refer to it as the mountain of the Lord. On that very same mountain, God physically proclaimed the, his special message. Actually, it was the gospel message in three different times, in three different ways. And as Isaiah talks about the mountain of the Lord, he also tells us why the little Lord Jesus came to Bethlehem's manger. Now, the mountain of the Lord that Isaiah talks about this morning is none other than the city of Jerusalem. Jerusalem is perched on four hills, sometimes called mountains. Uh, Jerusalem is not a very high mountain, relatively speaking. Uh, Milwaukee is 725 feet above sea level. Jerusalem is about 2,500 feet above sea level. <clears throat> Compare that to Mount Rushmore, that's 5,500 feet above sea level, or some of the peaks of our own Rocky Mountains here, about 14,000 feet above sea level. But in a land where all the surrounding countryside is close to sea level, and sometimes even lower than sea level, when you approach Jerusalem, whether it's from the north, the south, the east, or west, you always have to go up. In fact, many times <clears throat> the city of Jerusalem served as a fortress city. <clears throat> That's also why the psalmist says, I will lift up my, high, my eyes to the hills from where my help comes from. My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. Every time people from the surrounding countryside came to worship, 
They said, let's go up and worship the Lord. One of the hills there in Jeru- around Jerusalem is called Mount Moriah. God first preached his gospel message there to Abraham. To Abraham, God came and said, uh, From you, all the nations of the earth will be blessed. And at the age of 100 years, Abraham gave birth, his wife, he to the first and only son of the promise, Isaac. You remember this story. And when Isaac grew up and became a young man, God came to Abraham and said, Take your son, your only son Isaac, whom you love, and go to the region of Moriah. Sacrifice him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains I will tell you about. And the rest of it is history that perhaps you know. As Abraham was raising his hand with a knife in his hand to plunge it into uh, to Isaac, the angel of the Lord said, Do not lay a hand on the boy. Abraham looked up, and there in a thicket was caught a ram. He went over to the ram and sacrificed it as an offering instead of his son. The ram died, but the son lived. A substitutionary sacrifice. Fast forward a thousand years. King Solomon, son of David, uh, with all the minute uh, instructions, built a temple. By the way, It was in Jerusalem, the very same spot, Mount Moriah. And there, little innocent lambs were sacrificed daily in a very inhumane way. As they bleated, their throats were cut, and they bled to death, and they were skinned and they were burned. The people should have died for their disobedience, But the lambs died in their place. Substitutes were sacrificed. The lambs died, but the people lived. Fast forward another thousand years and see a man with bloodied brow and back carrying a wooden cross to a hill outside Jerusalem. Only 33 years earlier, he had been born in a manger close by, but now he returned to that hill near the place of his birth to die. A substitute was sacrificed on the mountain of the Lord. God's message of the sacrifice of a substitute was delivered on the very same mountain three times. And all those who come to the mountain will hear the message. Someone died so you can live. But when it comes to that holy mountain, 
Not only will you hear the message of a substitutionary sacrifice, you will also hear the message of peace. According to Isaiah's words this morning, he says, He will judge between the nations, and he will mediate for many peoples. Then they will beat their swords into plowshares, and their spears into blades for trimming vines. Nation will not lift up sword against nation, nor will they learn war any more. O house of Jacob, come and let us walk in the light of the Lord. You have to understand what plowshares and swords and spears and all that stuff was about because back in Isaiah's day, before there was an official armed forces with firearms that uh, were carried by them, whenever war was declared, farmers were called upon to fight for their country. And so a short time before the war began, they would have to go to the blacksmith shop and forge and reshape their iron farm implements into swords and spears for war. But after the war was over, then they would return to their farm and don their blacksmith outfit once again because it was time to forge and to shape their swords and their spears back into farm implements. Implements of war now became implements of peace. And so Isaiah is predicting a time to come where there will be no more war, no more, no more tr training for war, no more warm, ins warm instruments, a place of perfect peace. Why, that's heaven. A place of perfect peace that you can look forward to because a substitute was sacrificed, God's own Son. And you know what? You already know of that peace right now. Oh yes, there's an absolute peace still to come, but you have that peace right now, knowing that there is complete peace between you and God because God reconciled the world to himself, not counting their sins against them. You have that peace within where God tells you when it comes to the knowledge of your disobediences against him, some of which only you know and God knows, get rid of that feeling of guilt because you are not guilty really. And you have the peace that God has given to you to know absolutely what's ahead. No more question marks. I'm going to be with him in heaven forever. But then there's going to be that place of perfect peace. No more war, heaven. No more arguments. No more fights. No more different political parties. No more arguments at Thanksgiving dinner. But perfect peace between you and your Lord and between you and your brothers and sisters forever. Jesus sacrificed as our substitute to destroy, to destroy sin, to make perfect peace with you. Peace on earth, goodwill toward humankind, Scripture says. 
And that's why Jesus came to the manger. And that's why we're looking forward to the celebration of the incarnation. Jesus came to be our substitute, to be sacrificed in our place, and to give us peace. Isaiah says, so we need to go someplace, Lord, and instruct us in your ways. Where would you go to be instructed in God's ways? Why, to the mountain, of course, the mountain of the Lord. But you know, today you don't have to get on a jet to get over there because today God brings his mountain to you. In his word, he reveals the mountains of his love and forgiveness and peace. And he gives to you today, 2019 Christmas, the very same message that he gave to Abraham and to Isaac and Jacob and to David and to Solomon and to the disciples and to the shepherds. I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. Peace on earth, goodwill to humankind by the grace of God. Jesus, he has come to be your substitute to be sacrificed. He has come to bring you peace. Jesus, continue to bring this mountain message of the gospel to me every day. Help me to be ever closer to you. Let me walk in the light. Be near me, Lord Jesus. I ask thee to stay Close by me forever and love me, I pray. Bless all the dear children, that's you and me. Bless all the dear children in thy tender care and take us to heaven to live with thee there. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen.